What's up, everyone? Welcome back to All Good Points. It's your favorite sports podcast that's hosted by me, Ricky Gray Jr. The Oakland Raiders had their final home game this week, and the Raiders fans acted accordingly after the loss. The Niners lost a nail-biter to the Falcons, and the Cowboys got back on track with their win against the Rams. All that and more on this week's episode of All Good Points. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast and on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Now let's start the show already. Right, so I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed that. That was called Hot Winter, okay? Hot Winter by DJ Dins, the rooster. I don't, I mean, here's the thing. As far as DJ names go, I get it, I guess, kind of. Um, But not really, though, because it's like DJ Dins, the rooster. So, like, you're waking people up in the morning. What's what's the deal there? I need to, I need to get in contact with DJ Dins and figure that out. But... Wanted to bring some Christmas music in this week. Next week we're probably gonna just go full blown like Silent Night or some shit just to just to lull you guys to sleep right in the beginning. Because I mean, what is this podcast for if it's not for the music that you get, right? That's that's why you guys show up. It's because of the music, not because of anything else. It's not because I talk all all about sports all the time, right? It's because of the music. But anyways, uh, let's talk about some sports a little bit. Let's see uh, this Thursday night game. Okay, now, I know that a lot of us were kind of sitting there going, this is kind of a stupid game to talk about. Rick, why are you talking about it? There's other things to talk about, okay? Global warming. It's real, okay? It's real. But uh, the Ravens beat the Jets pretty handsomely, 42-21. to Lamar Jackson threw five touchdowns. I don't... How do you stop this guy? Someone needs to put... And I understand that he's playing the Jets, so I kind of knew he was going to have like a stat-padded-esque kind of game. But... but Honestly, how do you slow this guy down? What do you do? What's to be done about Lamar Jackson? Do you do you QB spy him? The the thing the thing about if you do run a QB spy on him, right? The only thing that I have a problem with is that there's a good chance he's going to be able to get away from the guy that's that's spying on him. So, how do you game plan for that because usually with the QB spy situation, you know, you have a linebacker or something like that, uh, covering the quarterback, mainly when it's a mobile quarterback. They they kind of did it with people like Mike Vick, uh, people like, obviously, Lamar Jackson, people like Patrick Mahomes. You always keep somebody on him just in the event that he decides to scram- uh, scramble. But the thing about Lamar Jackson is that there's a really good chance that he's going to be able to get away from his spy anyways. So what do you do then? Because most of the time, then everybody's out of their zone already. So you kind of get more confusion, and you might get people that are later to the ball. Um I really think the key with with Lamar Jackson is blitz packages. Like I think you I think you have to stick with blitz packages that collapse the pocket um kind of in a semicircle. I th- I don't know I don't know if you guys can can do this. Like if you're driving, don't take your hands off the steering wheel to do this. But take put both of your hands together and like slightly interlock your fingers and and try to make a semicircle with your hand and then close it. 
And if you close it, you kind of get like this, a little bit of a diamond shape. If you just go palm to palm, right? Just go uh, bottom of the palm to bottom of the palm. I think that's the way that you have to encircle him and kind of entrap him to where there's no way for him to bail out. Because if if he's able to get into the open field, you're not going to catch him. And there's a really good chance that he moves too quickly to really, to really like shoehorn him into a good tackle. Like there's so many people that have tried to like leg tackle him and he's got really, really strong legs, but he's so agile that he can spin he can juke, he can shake you, he can, I mean, if he wants to, he can stiff arm you. There's a lot that Lamar brings to the table that it seems like nobody's really figured out yet. So it'll be interesting to see when we get into the playoffs, which is here pretty soon, if anybody's able to kind of come up with a remedy for the Lamar Jackson situation. Um, the Patriots were able to beat the Bengals 34-13. to um, Yeah, Patriots got back on track. Honestly, they never really got off track. Their offense has been a little bit lackluster, but you got to think this team is still sitting at 11 and three. So let's not act like the Patriots are just like dead in the water. Okay, they're they're not. They're clearly still one of the best teams in the league, and we need to respect them as as such. Um, Moving on. The Buccaneers were able to beat the Lions 38-17. to Now, I actually thought the Lions were going to win this game, but Jameis Winston had a great game, 28 for 42, 458 yards, four touchdowns. Am I sold on Jameis Winston? Absolutely not, because why would I be? Look, here's the thing. Anybody can have one great game, right? Anybody can have one great game. My problem is consistency with people like him. He is an inconsistent quarterback, and there's, there's really nothing... There's really nothing that you can do about that. You can't remedy inconsistency. He has great games and he has horrible games. So what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Do you stick with him at quarterback? And the crazy thing is the Buccaneers are, even though they're never going to have like a like a standout deep run playoff season with Jameis Winston at the head, they're going to stick with him up until that contract runs out, I believe. Honestly, that's what I believe. Um, Packers were able to beat the Bears 21-13. to that was kind of like an interesting game because the Bears kind of got back in it just a little too late, just a, a hair too late. If they would have started up in the third quarter, I think we'd be talking a little bit different. But, you know, that's kind of like the Mitch Trubisky kind of style. He got started late, and um, there's just there's just no room for that in this league. You can't get started in the fourth quarter. You know, the first three quarters, they only scored three points in three quarters, and then 10, you know, the last quarter. You can't do that, not in this league, and, and definitely not against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Texans were able to beat the Titans 24-21. to Now, I did not see that happening. I actually thought the Titans were going to win. The Titans were at home. It was a perfect opportunity for them to get a leg up in the division, and uh, they blew it. But that's what happens in this league. You know what I'm saying? Like They were riding the hot hand for a while. Even Ryan Tannehill, he had a pretty good game, 22 for 36, 279 yards, two touchdowns. Not a bad game. It's just you know, their secondary is weak and their run defense did really, really bad. Allowed 104 yards uh, by Carlos Hyde, one touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins had six re- uh, six receptions, 119 yards. You can't do that. And when you get into the playoffs, that's what you're going to see get exploited. You know, the, the Titans secondary is just, there's holes in that secondary that, you know, you know, they're going to need to, they're going to need to seal up if they actually want to make a deep playoff run. The Chiefs were able to beat the Broncos. That's no surprise. 23 to 3. What do you do about Patrick Mahomes? 27 for 34, two or 340 yards, two touchdowns. What do you do? What do you do? How do you stop him? He's in the same league as Lamar Jackson. Same exact league. What do you do to stop him? I don't think that there's a remedy for it. I really don't. 
Um, I think at the end of the day, you're going to see a lot of people try to figure out different packages to get these guys kind of off their game. Uh, but, you know, with, with guys like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, they're always evolving, so it kind of seems like they're a little bit ahead of everybody else. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it was good to see it was good to see them get a win. Uh, beating the Broncos, the Broncos, they've, they've got a, uh, they got a long way to go. You know, I do like the, the Drew Locke kid. I like him a lot, but I do think that there's going to be some issues going forward. Uh, as far as their offensive line goes, I'm not really sold on their offensive line. I'm not really sold on their defense, to be honest, even though everybody talks about how great the Broncos defense is. I'm just not, I'm not sold. Like they just don't have me yet. Uh, Eli in his little last home game, uh, send-off had a pretty good game except for the three interceptions uh got a standing ovation on his way out got cheered i i love to see that eli did a lot for new york uh he beat the dolphins 36 to 20 had a pretty good game saquon barkley had a great game 24 carries 112 yards two touchdowns that's what you want to see uh the eagles were able to beat the redskins 37 to 27 now that game sounds like it's a pretty big gap and don't get me wrong at the end it was a big gap but that game was very, very close for a long, long time. Okay, it was 17 to 14 in the third quarter. It was a very, very close game. It looked like the Redskins were actually going to be able to uh, pull one out there, but they just weren't able to finish. That's okay. The Redskins are sitting at 3 and 11. We know that they're not in any kind of contention race or anything like that. Right now, what the Redskins are doing is just playing spoiler and trying to figure out their identity going into the offseason. That's all they're trying to do. They're obviously not going to be in the playoffs, right? They know that. The fans know that. Right now, they get to play spoiler, though. So they get to play and and see if they can spoil the playoffs for somebody else, which is sometimes just as good. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Panthers 30-24. to That's another tough game. That was, a, that was another. It was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Russ had another MVP showing 20 for 26, 286 yards, two touchdowns. They're running back, though. Chris Carson. Carson. That kid is an animal. 24 carries, 133 yards, two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, eight receptions, 120 yards, one touchdown. The Seattle offense, right? Understand me when I tell you that the Seattle offense is absolutely nothing to play with. They are scary. They can score points and score points pretty easily. Uh, The Cardinals were able to beat the Browns 38 to 24. The Browns look bad. They look really bad. Jarvis Landry is over there having an argument with with Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens is, is saying, you know, he doesn't care. He's just going to he's going to go back on Monday and do the best he can do. You got to be better than that. Right. You got to be better than that. Bad showing. Um, th- th- just think about this for a second. OK. Your run defense allowed one hundred and thirty seven yards and four touchdowns by one running back. Kenyon Drake, 22, 22 carries, 137 yards, four touchdowns. How do you how do you go how do you go into the locker room after that and feel feel okay with the job you did, especially on defense? Defense is something that that's the most important thing in this league. And they just kind of shit the bed. Uh my Minnesota Vikings were able to beat the Los Angeles Chargers 39-10 to in a beautiful fashion. Mike Boone had to step in for Alexander Madison and, and Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook re-injured his shoulder, but he came in 13 carries, 56 yards, two touchdowns. The Vikings secondary is still not looking as good as I would like them to. 
Cowboys were able to beat the Rams 44 to 21. Um, I mean, it's a good way to get back on track. Really is a good way to get back on tra- uh, track. Uh, Dak had a great game. Zeke had a great game. Their defense had a pretty good game. They didn't allow points really until the fourth quarter and they only allowed 14 points. And that was when they were already up by quite a bit. Um, so I can't really fault them for that. You know what I'm saying? It kind of gets late, kind of garbage time uh, type stuff. But it was good to see the Cowboys get back on track. Good to see Jerry Jones smiling again. Falcons were able to uh, inch one out against the 49ers in a very, very, very controversial touchdown. But I am on the side of saying that it was a touchdown. That ball crossed the plane, and it only needs to cross the front edge of the white line for it to be a touchdown. Now, had that defensive back not tackled Julio Jones by his legs, tackled him by his upper body, that ball would have never crossed. Instead, he went low, which actually kind of flipped Julio back into the end zone. So that's on the defensive back. You know what I'm saying? That's that's definitely on the DB there. But, you know, the 49ers only lost one game down to 11-3. and three. Not really that big of a deal. They're still going to the playoffs. It's still set. The Falcons looking good towards the end of the year. Just a bad time to get hot. They should have been doing this the whole year. Uh, the Bills, in spectacular fashion, not really, beat the uh, Steelers 17-10. to 10, But the Bills are sitting at 10-4, and four and they've beat some pretty good teams. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Bills do going forward. So now what we're going to do is talk about how the uh, Raiders fans kind of freaked out. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, so before we start talking about how the uh, Raiders fans just kind of freaked out and completely lost control and acted like they'd never been to a football game before, let's talk about the game itself, okay? So this was the last time that the Raiders were going to be playing in that stadium in Oakland. If you guys didn't know, the Raiders are going to be moving to Las Vegas at the end of this year over the offseason, so... Next year they'll be playing in uh they'll be playing in Las Vegas. So this is the last time that you were going to see a home game in Oakland and they lost 20 to 16 after having a 16 to 3 lead, which is probably one of the reasons why people were freaking out a little bit, right? Uh they didn't score after the first half, which I can understand the um the upset and the aggression and the frustration that happens with fans uh during that kind of thing. I've seen Minnesota have you know first half slumps I've never really seen them have a a big second half slump but I've seen them have first half slumps before so this kind of thing happens um and I understand that but what happened afterwards is is something that you know kind of can't happen in this league but before we get to that I want to talk about a little bit of stats uh Gardner Minshew had a pretty good game kind of led them to a, a surge in the fourth quarter scoring 14 points Oakland's defense really wasn't able to do anything, but we all know that about Oakland's defense so far. Anyways, their defense hasn't been good like ever. I mean, is it is it bad if I say that their their defense hasn't been good like ever? Like, and especially when it comes to this year, like I, I don't think that there's been a moment where I was like, wow, their defense did really, really good. 
like I don't I don't think I've had that moment with Oakland. Um, but in the fourth quarter, Gardner was able to kind of like exploit that and take advantage of it, and he was able to put some really good drives together together to give his team the lead. Derek Carr didn't necessarily have a bad game. Twenty three for or uh, twenty two for thirty six, two hundred and sixty seven yards and one touchdown. Not necessarily the best showing, not the worst. At least he didn't throw an interception uh, return for a touchdown. So, you know, there's that. Uh, I think there was a couple of things that, you know, Oakland could have did better. Taking your foot off the gas or, you know, not moving the ball downfield, that can just be really aggravating as a fan to sit and watch. But after the game, um, not to mention that, you know, Derek Carr was kind of booed off the field. Uh, that's something that's bothersome to see, although I'm not, ob- obviously I'm not a Derek Carr fan. I don't necessarily think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he's the Raider quarterback for the future. I wrote an article about it, um, but I don't, although although I feel that way, right? Although I feel that way, I still don't think that I can, you know, justify somebody getting booed off the field as he's heading into the locker room, getting booed. The other thing that that I kind of take issue with is them throwing garbage out onto the field. You know, they're ripping off the the cup holders from the seats and throwing those onto the field. They're throwing uh, there was a, a Nerf ball filled with nacho cheese. First of all, that's a great idea. That's a great idea, and I respect it. But I mean, come on, like let's 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 kind of act like we're let's act our age here, Oakland. Okay, like if if you. If if it's your last, this is your last time in that stadium, right? This is the last time that you'll ever get to experience Oakland football in Oakland. Um, I mean, I guess in certain cases, you know, people end up being back there like the LA Rams and stuff like that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so since this is the last time that you're going to be there, you probably want to make the most of it and have a really, really positive experience, right? Which I think some people did because... There was videos that I was watching, and there was people that were crying in the stands because, of course, this is the last time that they'll ever see the the Raiders playing in Oakland. Um, but then you get like the whole like counter of that with people, you know, vandalizing the seats, throwing it onto the field, throwing garbage onto the field, booing players off the field, flipping off Gardner Minshew. Like you kind of gave you kind of gave the Jaguars two wins, right? They took the, the, the regular win for winning the game, but you gave them a secondary win in being like, oh, well, we we just really socked it to this team for their last, like the last time they'll ever see them at home because look at how they're reacting. Look at how they're, look at how they're acting to us beating them. They're, they've lost their composure. Anytime you lose, you need to lose, I don't know, gracefully. Like, I don't, I don't really... I don't necessarily know if there's a, a a great way to lose, like what the best way to lose is, but I can imagine that it's not that. Like acting that way, uh, th- throwing garbage out onto the field and things like that and breaking the seats apart and getting into fights and, and things like Why, dude? Like why do you feel the need to be that way? Why do you feel the need to bring that kind of negative energy and a negative connotation to your fan base? See, that's the other thing that I have a problem with is that not only do they bring like negative energy to, you know, themselves in the way that they represent themselves, but they bring a negative connotation to the whole Raider fan base. And if you do that, you're the problem, right? It's not it's not anybody else. It's not like it's not like the people that are uh condemning you for your for your actions are wrong because they're not. The way that you're acting, there's no 
there's no rhyme or reason to it. You shouldn't be acting this way over a football game. Everybody gets passionate, right? We're all passionate fans. Um, I created this because I am a passionate fan. I started writing because I was a passionate fan. That's how all of this happens, right? But at the end of the day, you don't see me like breaking things. I've been to an, an overtime loss with with Minnesota, and the, the it was so, it was funny because. Of course, the frustration is there. Of course, the anger is there. Everybody walked out like super amicably. Like everybody's kind of talking about, wow, like I can't believe the game finished like that. That was crazy. Let's go hit the bar. And it kind of bolsters a sense of camaraderie instead of, oh my God, our team lost and I'm angry. Rage. Like, because what's the point? Like, what what is the point in acting like that? You you're you're behaving one you're behaving like a child and then and then two you're kind of setting an example for everybody else to be like oh this is okay this is fine behavior this is fine to act like this uh philadelphia eagles fans are almost in the same boat as oakland fans they act the same way they destroy things when they lose and then they act like they're like the the higher up people when they win which is strange like how do you turn your nose in the air when you win but you act like a baby when you lose that doesn't make any sense pick one pick who you want to be um so I was really disappointed in, uh, in a lot of the Oakland fan base. Now, I know that there's some good eggs, just like there's good eggs and bad, bad eggs everywhere. But it was like the, the bad eggs won this time. And I think that was such a sore note to leave on because that is the last home game. And your last home game, you guys will be remembered as the fan base that trashed the field you know, uh, on the last game. And, and John Gruden, you know, apologized for not being able to deliver a win. Derek Carr apologized for not being able to deliver a win. And as much as I don't like Derek Carr as a quarterback, I do like him as a guy. And it's funny because he's out there apologizing for something like that. And your behavior doesn't warrant an apology. You know, that's that's the thing that was kind of strange to me. Uh, moving on, let's make some picks for, for week 16. I got to get off of the... Uh, the Oakland thing that kind of bugged me. Uh, Houston over Tampa Bay. I'll take Houston over Tampa Bay. I'll take, this is going to surprise you. I'm going to take Buffalo over New England. Now, if this upset hits, I want everybody to at me on Twitter, Ricky Gray Jr., okay? Uh, I'll take I'll take San Francisco over Los Angeles, but I, I am really teetering the line. This is on Saturday. I'm really teetering on the line, but I will take San Francisco over Los Angeles. Uh, Atlanta over Jacksonville. I will take Baltimore over Cleveland. I'm going to take Tennessee over New Orleans. I will take Carolina over Indianapolis. I'll take Miami over Cincinnati. Mm. Pittsburgh. Actually, no, you know what? I'll take New York over Pittsburgh. Uh, and then I'll take the Giants over the Redskins. I will take Denver over Detroit. I'll take Los Angeles over Oakland. I'll take Dallas over Philadelphia in a game that will pretty much decide the NFC East. I'll take Dallas over over. Uh, over Philadelphia. I'll take Seattle over Arizona, take Kansas City over Chicago, and last but not least, I will take my Minnesota Vikings against the Green Bay Packers. Now, you guys know the drill, okay? There's a there's a little secret at the end of this at the end of this uh this episode. I'm gonna be giving out a free Daniil Hunter, Stefan Diggs, or Adam Thielen jersey to one lucky winner. And the rules are simple. All you had to do was listen to the episode, give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, screenshot it, send it to me on Instagram at allgoodpointspodcast, and that will enter you for the drawing. Okay? 
So remember, all you have to do, listen to the episode. Uh, I almost forgot the rules myself. Five-star review. Screenshot it. Send it to me on Instagram. And you are entered to win. I will see you guys next week for a Christmas special where I will most likely be bringing my brother back. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy some football. Uh, get ready because we're going to actually be switching over to basketball here pretty soon once the uh, once the playoffs clear up. So I will see you guys next week. You have a wonderful weekend.